0: Linnea Marie can be described as an enthusiastic advocate for self love and sex positivity. She is a board certified educator and clinical sexuality coach. Throughout the years, Linnea has empowered the masses with knowledge of sex, sexuality, relationships, anatomy, and pleasure products. She is able to share her knowledge through her coaching services, classes, parties, and social platforms. Her ultimate goal is to encourage, educate, and sprinkle sex-positive, inclusive information everywhere. Please join me in giving Linnea Marie a warm welcome to our show today. All right, so I have the extreme pleasure tonight to be joined by Linnea Marie. She is a board-certified educator and clinical sexuality coach. Linnea, can you say hi to our audience?
1: Yes, thank you for having me on your podcast. I'm so excited to be here tonight. Um, my name is Léna Marie. I've been in the um, adult industry about mm, a little over ten years now. Um, I teach an array of classes from blowjob workshops to sex toys. Uh, before COVID, it was all up and down the East Coast. Um, mm-hmm. lately, you know, of course, it's been virtual stuff. Um. Yeah, I host an array of different events and parties and just really try to educate people and have fun with it.
0: Nice. Yeah, your life looks so exciting, I must say. (laughs) I am so jealous. I've been following your page on Instagram for at least a year now, and I'd love for you to talk about what got you interested in this industry. Did you just happen to fall into it? And what were the origins of your exciting company? Yeah, so, um,
1: I was definitely always the open friend. Um, oh, let's, let's, we'll go a little bit further back. I grew up in a very strict Catholic household, very shamey, very don't talk about sex. So, um, I decided to take, you know, it upon myself to learn about it. Like my mom sat me down in an anatomy book was my sex talk. Wow. (laughs) So, Um, like I said, I always educated or read books and uh, was open to the, you know, experimenting and all of that. But it really came to me in college when I took a human sexuality course. And, um, I learned all these terms, you know, like an array of things. And it just like opened the door for me. Um, I I learned about the word clitoris because, you know, at college, what, that's 2021, I never had an orgasm, Mm -hmm. but I was sexually active. And um, and so college really is what opened the Pandora's box for it. Um, Also in college, I attended my first pleasure party. So Mm -hmm. uh, with sex toys. So that's also where I bought my first vibrator and gave myself my first orgasm.
0: Nice.
1: So through all of that, I was like, Holy shit. Like people need to know about this and I need to be the one to tell them. (laughs) So that literally just, I was like, I need to figure out how I need to network. I need to Google. And I, and I did, I looked on social media and found um, sex positive, you know, educators now 10 years ago. It's not, it wasn't as, um, like more, you know, mainstream as it is today. Um, So, yeah, I just really, um, you know, try to immerse myself in books and seminars and follow people in the industry. So, yeah.
0: Oh, that's so exciting. I love the (laughs) the first orgasm stories. That's quite one that you never forget, do you?
1: (laughs) No, never at all. And like I said, I was sexually active years before this. And I'm like, okay, so, like, at that that time, I was like, so no one gave me one of these, you know what I mean? Or no one showed me or taught me or even touched my clit, let alone, you know, any of that. So, me trying to even give myself my first orgasm, it took me time. Um, I had to learn different um, positions that I like the vibrator, different uh, levels of intensity. So I didn't come the first time I tried it. It literally took me a few times to get that to work. And then, like I said, I was like, oh, my gosh, I have been missing this amazing thing.
0: Hell, yeah. (laughs) I think that's a pretty common experience for vulva owners is that Oftentimes in their early journeys of self-exploration, particularly if they haven't been masturbating, it's very, unfortunately, quite rare for us to be given an orgasm by our partners. (laughs) Yep. Totally. So I'm curious because, you know, you describe yourself as a self-love and sex-positive educator, For people that might be new here and have never heard of this trending term, sex positivity, what does it mean to you to be sex positive?
1: To me, sex positive is keeping an open mind and not limiting yourself.
0: Hmm.
1: Um, And that's my biggest thing, because a lot of people sometimes um, will be shamey or negative at first. But um, a lot of times I don't fault them for it because, again, the sex education in this country and, you know, the shame sex negative is everywhere. So, yeah, being sex positive it just means keeping that open mind that sometimes you don't know if you like it until you try it. Um, sex positive is, you know, letting people be themselves, be, letting people be them all uh, their authentic self um, and live in their truth mm-hmm. and, um Sex Positive is providing, you know, pleasure based um sex education, inclusive uh sex education, and not just that old rhetoric of um STIs, birth control, pregnancy periods. You know, because there's so much more to sex that's great and amazing, um, that I think should be discussed more.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And when you teach your lectures and seminars, what are some common questions that come up around pleasure, masturbation, or uh, intercourse along those lines?
1: A lot of times, um, am I normal? Mm. Yeah. And as vulva owners, as a, you know, the majority of vulva owners that I've talked to really fault themselves if something in the bedroom is awry. Or if their partner's cheating, or what am I doing wrong? What more can I do? Um, How can I please him? Like a lot of the times I see, even at my workshops, is a lot of very open, you know, women or volvo owners are very eager to learn this and, you know, want to broaden their, you know, their pleasure and their experience and their tips and techniques versus some, you know, penis owners. Uh, you know, are kind of like I don't need that. I'm, you know, and it's just like eh, I think there's that's why there's an orga, <laughs> you know, an orgasm gap, you know, and that's why it's like eh, I think we all could benefit from some education, you know. Uh, but yeah, the most common question really is like, am I normal? You know, um, or having questions about uh desire fluctuating. You know, there's a lot going on in life. I can't really get in the mood. How can I get in the mood? You know what I mean? And as much as I, you know, can educate and do workshops and events, you know, people actually have to do the work. Mm. I can give you the books. I can give you the tips and techniques. But if that's all that's happening and you're not trying yourself or keeping that open mind or, you know, reading the book that I recommended, um, you know, it, it's really not going to get you anywhere. We're not like this. We can't just snap our fingers and have like... You know, here's how you have great sex, and it's just A, B, and C, and there you go. It's just not like that. (laughs) Mm. That'd be nice,
0: right? (laughs)
1: Right. And every, and you know, with sex, it's um, different for everybody, you know, whether it be experiences or likes and dislikes. Um, So, you know, that one term or the A, B, and C, it's not going to work for everybody.
0: Mm, Yeah, that's really important to mention because what one person loves another person might despise and everyone is so different in sex. And I think that's a really big, I don't want to say mistake, but something that's overlooked is that oftentimes we assume that our new partner is going to love what our old partners did. And that's generally not the case. So I would love for you to talk about communication and the importance of expressing your desires, your dislikes, and your needs in the bedroom. Yeah. So sex,
1: is a a harder topic to talk about for a lot of couples um because i think so many of us have grown up around the rhetoric where you don't talk about it so if people are shamed or told not to talk about it how will they just magically know how to talk to their partner you know what i mean um so my recommendation there would be um you know on social media there's, I mean, you whether it be a meme, a post, a video, a sex toy that went viral, you know, bringing up your partner, bringing up the subject to your partner in a fun way, like, oh my god, babe, did you see this crazy thing? Look at it doing all these things, you know, um, or something along as, oh, I, you know, I just learned this tip. Did, does that sound cool? Would you want to do that? You know, so kind of opening it up in a fun exploratory uh get going back and forth, getting opinions, um and really just kind of opening the door for that kind of uh you know discussions.
0: Yeah. You made some really, really great points. I think having an open mind and when it comes to sex, mm-hmm. it could be hard to not take things personally, but I think that's yeah. why non judgment is extremely important. As well as just being willing to play. Sex is like playing as an adult and just have fun with it. It's not so serious.
1: (laughs) And I love that. And I love, and that's the thing, it's supposed to be fun. Um, You know, when we say and talk about sex, many people just automatically think penetration, procreation. Mm -hmm. And it is so much more than that. There are five senses that you can incorporate into the bedroom. There are different positions and techniques and, you know, pleasure zones and toys on the market that you can just have fun and explore that you don't even necessarily need any penetration whatsoever to fully, you know, get that, um, fulfilling, pleasurable experience. Mm. Um, and I also think there's a lot of, pressure on orgasming um and sometimes that can also uh, hinder some you know uh discussions like especially like you said that ego kind of gets there well you never made me Mm come you know what i mean and that's not exactly what you want to say to your partner right oh no (laughs) (laughs) so it's kind of like you know and then and then even if you do say that i question how come well like did you Explain your partner how you like to be touched and how you like to come. You know, so two can be at fault. You know, there. Um,
0: But yeah, yeah, you. So many things that you said that we could go in so many different directions. But yeah, I think that like sex is one of the things in relationships, and this is why comprehensive sex education is so important because these are the two things in life that we're just expected to know how to do them and nobody teaches us. We have to learn through trial and error.
1: (laughs) Yes. And you're 100% right. It's one of the things that literally almost everybody does or engages in some form of it, whether it just be solo, partnered, you know, whatever. Um, And you're right. You know, so many people are just expected to know what they're doing, know where things are, know how they work, know how much time to put in. Mm. And again, like you said, you know, learning your partner, your current partner is important because, um, you know, previous partners, relationships, it might not be the same for your new one.
0: Mm. Yeah. And not seeing orgasm as the goal of sex, which is really interesting because as someone that owns a vulva, I can honestly say I never go into an, a sexual encounter expecting to orgasm like it would be a nice benefit but nine okay. out of ten of the times I would never think like sex isn't good unless I climax but I think for right. a lot of penis owners their their ego kind of gets bruised when they can't because then they feel so much sexual shame that they yeah. can't climax so it's just really interesting seeing the the gaps in the the orgasm gap and the gaps in the mindset of how people are approaching that intimacy. Right. Because a lot
1: of, um, I think there was just a study done about how a lot of penis owners wouldn't watch porn if there wasn't that final cum shot.
0: Oh, wow. Because that cum
1: shot is the money shot and that psychologically the climax, the big bang, the, you know, of it. Mm hmm. So that yeah, I mean orgasm is definitely 100% heavily um, just you know encouraged and and that you know like I said before, that could um, definitely hinder people more than you know help them because if they're constantly thinking about in their mind, oh I have to come, I have to orgasm, I have to, I have to. They're not experiencing the moment, they're not you know enjoying the pleasure that's had. they're just literally focusing on orgasm. When, uh, like you said, you know, it can be very pleasurable without even reaching orgasm. You can have a fulfilling experience, um, you know, without it.
0: Yeah. 110%. And I'd love to ask your perspective on this with sexual health education and comprehensive sex ed. If we could use Linnea's approach to sex ed, (laughs) how would you change it? Where do you think the biggest gaps are in sex education curriculum?
1: Okay. So it's a one huge gap, <laughs> but, um, I think education and when I say this, people always like cringe, but I think the education needs to start when kids can learn their bodies and start talking. I'm not talking about teaching them positions. I'm talking about teaching them terminology. The correct terminology is very important uh, because of a lot of, um, you know, uh, Um, you know assaults can happen to children a lot of that and when kids don't necessarily know what part of the body um, is is, you know being touched or you know all that kind of stuff um, it can definitely hurt the overall situation Mm. so um, I really think that it should start um, like I said as soon as they could talk with proper terminology and teaching them about consent um and I heard something about good touch bad touch I don't necessarily like the good touch bad touch because again you can psychologically get that in your brain that it's bad touch Mm -hmm. you know what I mean so maybe like unwanted and wanted touch I
0: like that
1: you know what I mean so so so, you know that and then just keep going from there Mm -hmm. um of course, yes, talk about the periods and the um, STIs and all of that, but also talk about pleasure
0: mm-hmm.
1: and also talk about feelings because, yes. you know, we've gotten so, so long with telling everybody, you know, don't focus on your feelings, don't cry, don't do this. But literally, feelings are what runs society.
0: Yep.
1: And I sat in a few children's, um, you know, period talks. And it was like, you know, they talked about paths, but they never talked about emotions or feelings, or, you know, you might be going through some attraction things, you know, in experiencing that and how to kind of maneuver and work through that. Um, Because in the end, I think it will better, it will be better for society. Um, A lot of people think that educating the kids it's going to do, I don't know, more harm. But statistically, it's proven to do a lot more good. The, the kids actually make better educated decisions when they have a broader knowledge of what's going on, you know, to them, to the partner, to their body, all of that.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: literally starting as early as possible with great terminology and then, again, just, you know, working up to more and more. Because I know, like, in my my sex education – I think it was like a video and they split the, of course they split, you know, the girls and the boys and that, you know, that whole thing. And then you, and then when they walk in the room, you're looking at them like, oh my gosh, you know what I mean? It was just such an <laughs> awkward, like experience, you know, experience. And to me, I think that people who don't bleed or have a period should still learn about that because, you know, depending on your sexual orientation, your partner would experience that. So it would be great benefit to everyone in this situation to have a better understanding, you know, emotional things or, you know, cravings or cramps and pain and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, mm-hmm. as, as, like I said, as early as possible. No, I'm not talking about, you know, positions. I'm just literally talking about your body.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more preach because I think... <laughs> each sister. I think a misconception is that people are afraid that now that they have this knowledge that they're going to want to go and go wild. But when we have information, we are better equipped to make informed decisions. So it's so important. Knowledge is power and it's age appropriate information. We're not showing five-year-olds porn. Okay.
1: Yeah. Right. And, the, and, the, and I'm really actually glad that you brought porn up because uh, that's like where most people get their sex education. Yeah. And um, that's acting. But at that age, they don't know that. Mm-hmm. They think that that's how porn or how sex is supposed to be. So, the, so we as a society, as educators, as family members need to get to the children before they see the porn.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Because, again, in porn, there's no really consent negotiation, do you see, or even condom usage. Or, um, you know, again, the, the that male or the um, the cum shot is the main thing. So yeah. there's not a lot of, like, female or Volvo owner pleasure being talked about or shown or all that. So it can really just skew the sex. Mm. Um, and also for, um, I've talked to women, and they're like, oh my gosh, I have to look like that when I give head and the mascara and the spit in their hair. And they're like, oh my gosh, like, I can't do that. That's not even, and I'm like, no, no. Like porn is a fantasy. It's not necessarily education.
0: Mm -hmm. Amen. And it's so sad, especially as someone that identifies as a female. Like, I think a lot of us have had that expectation placed upon us where our partner, especially if they are a frequent porn watcher or learned how to have sex through their friends. They're like, what's Mm -hmm. wrong with my partner that she's not responding in that way? But it's Mm -hmm. quite literally acting. I I heard someone say that learning sex through porn is like trying to learn to drive by watching the Fast and Furious. (laughs) Right, literally, or trying to, yeah. Or like, I
1: always say like, you know, learning life from the Avengers. Like Spider-Man is not, you know, climbing on, but like, I mean, if he is, I don't know about it, but, you know, <laughs> I, you just can't learn from, like you said, the Fast and the Furious Avengers. It's That's just not it. So mm-hmm. getting to people before, prop, like I said, proper terminology and all of that, um, like you said, age-appropriate information, um, I think would help immensely in all of those areas. And society, like I said, as a whole. Yeah.
0: Couldn't agree more. Thank you for bringing up those really important points that I think we all need reminders of. Yes. <laughs> I want to sh- kind of shift here and I really wanted to talk with you about alternative relationships um, okay. because I've been wanting to have like an expert on my show for quite a while and I, I love the content you post on Instagram about um, alternative relationships and I'd love to hear your perspective on where do people kind of go right and go wrong when entering a polyamorous relationship and open relationship? What are your kind of um, assumptions that people make about it in general? People 100% just think it means more sex.
1: Yep. And that's it. And that's all you need to do is talk somebody and up. Oh, we're good. It's, it's not like that. Like it's a whole nother relationship it's, again, negotiating boundaries. It's, again, communication and having all parties be on the same page. I, I, You know, I saw on the Internet someone say a lot of us have been in poly relationships, um, but we just didn't know it, you know, as a partner was cheating. I'm like, that's not it like everyone is on the same page and um of course jealousy comes up that's just like a natural human emotion and learning how to talk through it learning how to talk to your partner about it um poly secure is a great book and the ethical slut is also another great book um, to educate on that lifestyle and 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 uh, the numerous different relationships that are out there um, again, back to what I was saying um, about how we learn and grew up, a lot of the relationship was heterosexual for procreation, mm-hmm. right? And there are so many different ways to have relationships um, and, and have a fulfilling life. So I definitely would say people kind of make mistakes as not being open, not only with themselves, but with their partners. And the communication because like I said, it's not a free for all unless that's what you and your partners, you know, want. There's sure. definitely one hundred percent. I mean, even compromise, scheduling conflicts, or you know, if if you're living with one partner and another partner wants to see you, but you have plans, like there's all that negotiation that still happens. And again, people just think it's just more sex.
0: And there's a lot more to it, you know what I mean? I know. I was trying to explain to someone not that long ago that, like, in our lives, we have so many different fulfilling and meaningful relationships. I have a sister, I have a mother, I have a father, I have a cousin, and I love them all in very different ways. So why in our romantic life, are we just societally expected to just only love one person forever? And that's it. It's just a question, just a question to ponder upon, you know?
1: a a thousand percent I mean with the now we have like billions of people Mm -hmm. you know what I mean Um, and it's just more or less whatever works for you like if if you love that monogamous relationship style and that family with the picket fence and the two kids and the dog you know perfect that is 100% amazing and you know and then if you you know want two husbands or you know two boyfriends or two wives you know whatever Mm -hmm. as long as all parties are on like the same page and that's the key it's the same page (laughs) um you know do whatever works for you but yeah i I just honestly think that a lot of people just see open relationships or poly relationships as just sex
0: an excuse to cheat yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: And it's not, and like it's, it, you know. I also see it very common wanting threesomes, and I think, you know, there was a post that I posted. You know, a lot of people aren't good at twosomes, yeah. but yet <laughs> want a threesome. You know, so like let's let's get certain things under control before we go and disappoint other people, and the whole scenario, and then now everyone's just <laughs> like, wow, you know. <laughs> Um And, you know, it doesn't even take that much, you know, just, you know, listening to a podcast or a, reading a book or there's educators, there's platforms um, to really, you know, take your game up a notch, you know?
0: Mm, yeah. Yeah. Having a curious mind. And there's no excuse not to now. There's quite literally information at our fingertips at all times.
1: <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Now, whether it's good information, that's the question. But I mean, I always like even writing or, you know, anything, I always look up like at least five to 10 sources, you know what sure. I mean, to get on the same page and, and make sure the information is correct. And um, because even as uh, in the sex industry as a whole, it's what been studied less than a hundred years, like to this extent, yep. so we're still learning. Every day we're coming up, you know, and learning new things, statistically, um, with different um, studies being done and uh, everything out there. So it's a constant learning, you know, that we're doing. And life is constantly learning. Your sexual uh, needs and desires and wants are going to fluctuate through life. And it's just literally a learning, you know, know, adventure, really.
0: Yeah, ditto. Mm -hmm. I want to kind of shift and talk about kink if that's okay. okay. Um, yeah. For people that have never tried BDSM or that type of lifestyle, do you have any beginner friendly tips on how people could approach that? Because that's a question I often get asked is it's very intimidating. So what are some oh, yeah. beginner friendly tips that you can share for exploring that?
1: Um, definitely consent and knowing your boundaries and what are hard nodes and what you're kind of okay with. Mm. Um, any, you know, beginner kink and exploration I always do what you know there's the safe word um that that's good to have but also something like the red light green light so your partner's doing something you want them to continue doing it you can be like checking and say green you know if you want them to pull back a little bit or don't hurt you know don't hit or spank you as hard you could say yellow and you know if you want them to just totally stop it's red it's done mm-hmm. you know what I mean and um yeah, just having that open communication. Um, mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that's extremely important because how few of us, unfortunately, actually have that check-in. I, I think yeah. that's extremely important, the aftercare and the beforecare mm-hmm. and the care during sex, because this is someone you mentioned feelings, you know, it's, it's not strictly just physical all the time. Of course it can be for certain people, but I think that's a beautiful way to connect even deeper with your partner is to check in because just because something's a yes at the beginning doesn't mean that it's Mm -hmm. going to remain a yes. Exactly. 100%. And I think
1: for, you know, for beginners, I think a blindfold is one of the most slept on pieces of, sexual tools we could
0: use
1: Mm -hmm. um by getting all those you know senses when you and when you take away one sense your other senses are more enhanced you know so using a blindfold um can definitely start you know the new you know exciting experiences like that so you know like um uh, like silk restraints or like a blindfold something soft you know, and you just play around with it. And I will say, whether it be kink, whether it be sex, whether it be positions, whether it be toys, you're not going to like everything. I mean, who literally likes everything in life? You know, no one likes. I mean, we half the time we don't even like our neighbor. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. So, like, you know, it, but it's that exploratory, adventurous openness that can keep you connected and experiencing new things and creating Create that intimacy uh, between two people.
0: Yeah, yeah. Different strokes for different folks, quite literally. (laughs) Yeah. Just dipping your toe in. We don't have to go straight to the ball gag. Like, (laughs) just play around with it. (laughs) Exactly, 100%. Like, just, yes. And then you gradually work up.
1: Mm -hmm. And um, I think keeping, you know, sexual health is very important, just like our mental health, our physical health and um you know keeping a kind of sex toy sex product budget Mm. if if allowed you know per month to create and expand on on you know your sexual experiences with a couple with solo whatever um can be exciting and fun yeah um but yeah just people knowing that um like I said, your sexual health and, and all of that is just as important as your physical and mental.
0: Mm, can't stress that enough. Yes. <laughs> and I'd love to wrap up here by talking mm-hmm. about body positivity. What are some tools and tricks that you've learned along the way as to have more confidence and feel good in your body during sex?
1: So I will say it will, personally for me, it is an ever-changing experience. I don't think there will be ever a time where I'm like 100% you know just fully like oh my god I love everything you know it's it's constantly um, a work in progress if you will but um, being mindful and in the moment during sex literally has been a life changer for me I mean I've I've said this before and I've i'll say it again um it just literally opened up the door to really experience the pleasure and what was going on or what is going on in the moment and focusing on like my partner and all that and then that way i'm not focusing on like my body or you know as a bbw as a bigger you know um body person i'm not worrying about my roles or my jiggles or you know what i mean anything like that like i'm literally more mindful and focusing on the pleasure or the thighs rubbing or the hair and the hands and the kissing. And it's just, um, you know, being more mindful in the moment really helps.
0: Beautifully said. I love that. You can never go wrong with mindfulness. (laughs) I wanted to ask, do you have any pleasure products that you recommend for people to try or that you personally enjoy? Yeah, so
1: I always recommend a versatile bullet. Um, you can use it for solo play, partner play. Um, it can go many, many places on the body, from nipples to penis to vulva to lips to all um, erogenous zones. So definitely a handy-dandy bullet vibrator. And then the air pulsation vibes are what's mm. taken the internet by storm. And it kind of, it pulses the air around a clit or a nipple or um, uh, the frenulum of a penis. And so it's actually not direct contact, uh, but it has the air puffs. Mm. And um, that has created, like I said, such an internet frenzy with that viral uh, rose toy Mm -hmm. um, that everyone's been seeing. And um, yeah, I'm all for multi-purpose toys. So definitely... An air
0: pulsation vibe
1: and a, a, a vibrator, a bullet vibe. Mm-hmm.
0: Super cool. Those are really good suggestions because I must say my life was forever changed when I discovered the womanizer. Like, yes, the womanizer, yes. Oh, the best thing I've ever discovered in my life. Yes, 100%. <laughs> I mean,
1: that sensation literally is amazing. Mm-hmm. Yes, I second yes.
0: that. Cool. This is really fun conversation to have, Linnea. I'd love for you to tell people what you're working on and where they can find you and check out your work. Yeah,
1: so I have a website, exciteme.com, E triple X I T E M E dot com. Um, I'm on social media. Um, Instagram is E X dot X dot X I T E M E. The dots are in there because this is my fifth Instagram. Um and then Twitter's excite me as well. E triple x i t e m e and um I have uh you know I do virtual consultations one on one sexuality coaching I do industry consultations I do an array of events and I um, also sell pleasure products as well. Nice yeah. it's like a one-stop shop if you go to my website you can find everything
0: on it Mm, super cool very fun yes your your website is just it's so like there's 10 different things that you could check out and I was just like wow there's so much to explore here (laughs) yeah oh great well thank you so much for your time today this was definitely a very stimulating conversation and I think that the audience will be able to learn a lot from it and you also have a podcast correct
1: yeah, so tickle dot life. Um, I am one of the hosts of talking about sex. Tell me your story, and um, that can be found on all streaming podcast or all streaming sites um, where you get your podcast at. And um, if they do t- decide to check out, make sure they check out our episodes together. Yes.
0: I'll have to link that one.
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure, because that was a great conversation too. So, I mean, both of these conversations, I really think that you know,
0: people should hear and, you know, Mm. start thinking about. Mm. Yes. Couldn't agree more. Thank you so much, Linnea. I really, really appreciate your time and your wisdom and just your spunky energy. It's much needed. (laughs) It's much needed. No problem. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for listening to Spiritual and Bipolar with Lauren Coletti. If you would like to support the show, you can enter to win a $25 Avi gift card by rating me five stars and sending me a screenshot of your five-star review via Instagram, which I will list in the show notes. If you are enjoying Spiritual and Bipolar, I would love it if you shared with a friend or someone you think could benefit from the show. I would love to hear from you, so never hesitate to reach out and tell me your thoughts, suggestions for guests and topics, or apply to share your story on the show. All my love.